0: Thought provoking topics? Read along with a stress free book club that fits into a busy lifestyle. From out of the pages to real life, explore the fine line between fiction and nonfiction as we pull from bestsellers that will change your life.
1: Tune in to our bi weekly book club of mind bending and empowering stories, hosted by Nova Lorraine, founder of Rain Magazine, and her two co hosts, Toby Santagato and Barbara Donato.
0: Welcome to another episode of Tuesday's Book Club, where every two weeks we bring you a new life-changing and best-selling book for your personal journey and entrepreneurial journey. So if you are looking to elevate, level up, and change your life, you need to tune in to Tuesday's Book Club. If you haven't yet, subscribe to this podcast and please share with a friend. There are so many people that need these books in their lives. I'm so excited about the newest book we're going to cover today, which has been written by yours truly, Nova Lorraine, and it's Unleash Your Supernova. It was recently released in bookstores all over the country, all major bookstores, including your online stores such as Amazon, et cetera. But before we get into the book, of course, I'm going to welcome my two lovely co-hosts, Toby Santagato and Barbara Donato. Welcome, ladies. hello Hello. and how are you today fantastic wonderful amazing well you know what usually I'm really good about my sugar guys I mean I keep it to a minimum I'm really selective on (laughs) what I choose to get my sugar from and how much but today I was like no I'm gonna treat myself I had this peanut butter chocolate crumb pie oh my gosh like and why did I eat the whole thing to myself like what? So, if I seem a little zany today, you're gonna, that's why I'm just prefacing my zaniness ahead of time. <laughs> yeah, zany's good. Zany is yes. good. It's good. It's very good. So, what do you guys think? Unleash Your Supernova. And, well, let's give our listeners a little insight on what this book is all about. So, this is going to be a description that we read from our publisher, from the publisher of each book. If you're joining us for the first time, just to give you a little background. Before we take a deep dive in our thoughts about the book. So, from the publisher, Unleash Your Supernova, boost creativity and beat burnout with this go to guide for creative entrepreneurs. Longevity is crucial for entrepreneurial success, and burnout is very real. Having a vision is the first step, but how do you follow it through to execution? How do you bring your dream to life while sustaining your creativity, enhancing productivity, and balancing your well being? Creative entrepreneur Nova Lorraine discovered the keys to overcome burnout and bridge the gap between creativity and entrepreneurship, and wrote this book to help others do the same. From her her first paper route to launching a fashion brand to now running a multimedia company, Nova has been on the road of entrepreneurship her whole life. In this go-to guide for creative entrepreneurs, she offers action steps to help you identify your inner strength, your supernova, and unleash it to achieve your dreams. Topics include identifying your creative DNA, five lessons a paper route can teach you, overcoming the challenges of entrepreneurship, how to stay inspired as a creative entrepreneur, and so much more. Whether you are thinking of pivoting to entrepreneurship or are already on the journey, this book is for you. And that's it, ladies. And that was so strange reading (laughs) the description from the publisher, (laughs) and it's about me, the author. That's a first. Hopefully not the last, but that was interesting. And I want to just get in there, guys. This is the second to last book of season two. And so our very last book is Just Ask and It Is Given by Esther and Jerry Hicks. And I'm going to just repeat that so you guys can get out your smartphone, notepads to write this down. Just Ask and It Is Given. That will be our final book of season two. And if you're starting with season two with Tuesday's Book Club, no problem but you absolutely need to listen to season one. All of those books are amazing and life-changing. So again, Just As and It Is Given is our next and final book of season two. And we are gonna now dive into Unleash Your Supernova. Woo, woo. Okay, okay, I told you guys. Definitely I you a woo woo. Definitely.
1: <laughs> Definitely a <laughs> woo. Oh man, I have to share with you guys. I was telling um, both my co-hosts Barbara and Nova, that I read this with my daughters. We own a nonprofit, Magnolo Dance and Magnolia Art Center. And it's a challenge because it's a family-owned business. And we're doing the entrepreneurial spirit. And we decided as a family to read the book. And we are all crazy busy. And we spin a zillion plates just like you guys do. And what I loved about the book was that you made the chapters palatable and, you know, there's that saying, I majored in advertising, keep it simple, stupid, nothing simple, but you kept it in a way that everybody could relate to it. And so we, what we did was we read a chapter, we would discuss it. And then the next day we read another chapter and we read the whole book together. And it was amazing because one of the things that stood up for us was the why, right? Isn't there mm-hmm. like, why? Or, why am I doing this? You know, and if the why doesn't match in your mind what you really want, what was weird, you guys, is that, the girls started asking themselves that like a lot. Like, so it wasn't, and it was cool because we were, you know, all of a sudden it's like the, you know, you're like, wow, yeah. Why do I want to do this?
0: Yeah, no, that's, no, that is powerful. And I have to say, when you said you were reading it with your kids, it inspired me to read the book with mine. And yes, I wrote it, but it was months ago that I did the final edit. And before it went to print and went into bookstores, and prior to sitting down and reading it with the family husband included i would just reference certain chapters and it was such a different experience going through the book with the kids and my husband and my husband has a startup as well a health tech startup and i was learning as i was reading and it was just like you know information that but take for granted or forget from a day to day and it was such a great reminder But it was so beautiful to see the kids impacted and my husband impacted by the information. So I have to say, Toby, you inspired me to break it out with my kids and my family.
1: Thank you. It was scary at times because sometimes we were saying like, "Uh uh-oh, why? Maybe not. (laughs) You circle back. Sometimes the why doesn't match and you're like, not. Sometimes it's like you get to see the stuff you don't want to do and or you do want to do it, but you have to figure out another path to do it. So it's really powerful.
2: And you know, but what I loved about Nova's book. So I'm going through, as you ladies know, off the podcast, I'm going through a career transformation. And my son um, has also kind of been struggling on his why, pretty much. And I got him the audiobook. Let me tell you something. I got him the audiobook. He couldn't find the audiobook. So I got him the Kindle. He had trouble opening the Kindle. I got him the iBook. Like this is, I was that persistent <laughs> in wanting him to read this book because for me, this book was, if our listeners have already followed us through season one and the books and already the books on season two, this book was a culmination of everything we've read in regards to being an entrepreneur. I mean, if like, for instance, I'm going through something that's transformational. Like I was ready to open myself up when I started to read this book. It was like This book, I needed. We read The Alchemist. I'm not going to do any spoiler alerts. Maybe I might do a little spoiler alerts. But it talks about how the universe guides you towards, you know, what your goal is going to be. Everything falls into place. Reading this book was my aha moment. Like Oprah says, when you have an aha, it was my aha because it was like, this is what I needed right now. I needed to read all of those other books in order for me to get to a place where in reading this book, it would help me get to my true entrepreneurial core and push myself towards the goals that I want to reach in regards to that. So Nova, I applaud you. This book was amazing. I also want to say this, girl, (laughs) I felt like like reading this book was like a diamond in the rough because the instructions, the, the advice, the examples that you gave were so palpable. Am I saying that word right? It was just so easy to understand, but it was also like, damn, like she's showing us how to do things that even though it's like, this is common sense, it wasn't really. Cause if it was, I would have been where I needed to be 20 years ago. You know what I'm saying, ladies?
1: Yes, totally. You have to be ready.
2: You have to be ready to open yourself up for this.
1: I mean, and I also
2: will say, Nova, I gave this book to my teenage daughter, who's 17.
1: Yay! Um,
2: I gave it to my my little cousin who um, started a t shirt company and he actually moved on to jog, what do you call it, jumpers and sweatsuits. Wow. I bought this book for him. Yeah, and he's 18. He's graduating this year. I bought this book for my sister. I bought this book wow. for my best friend. <laughs> <I> bought- <laughs>
0: Well, you know what? I literally just sent off a handful of books to some young women that I felt would benefit from it. And they're daughters of friends of mine. So yeah, I am with you on that. I feel that, yes, I wrote the book, but I really was inspired to do it because of all the information that I took in over the years through my personal experiences the incredible entrepreneurs and creatives I met along the way and had the honor to interview the knowledge that I you know me guys. I mean obviously that's why we're doing this book club. I read books like I'm I'm a nut on reading books, right? So I'm constantly reading, learning webinars, conferences, you name it, and wanted to really share it with others and especially young adults with I have four kids. Barbara has four, Toby has two, and our children are teens moving into adulthood. Some are, are starting off this adulting journey and they're all super creative and entrepreneurial. They want to have their own businesses. And I was like, wait a minute, there's not enough resources out there, especially for this generation where they can get the good, bad, and the ugly of entrepreneurship.
1: Right. which is what I love because it wasn't a romantic book about, oh, you dream and it'll come to you. There's trials and tribulations. There's doubt that creeps into your mind. There's times that you have to shift from what you thought you wanted to become an entrepreneur in it completely changes. And you have to have, it, you're, you're not, you didn't fail. It's what you figured out for yourself didn't work. And, or sometimes it worked for a time and then you don't want to do it anymore. You want to shift. And I love that in there because we know that everything you put in there logically you can sit comfortably with, but it's putting it all together in one place to understand that it's okay to change your mind if it's not, this is a short life, even if it's long. Just, it is. And you have a right to change your mind and it doesn't mean that you're a failure. It just means that you're meant to do something else. And it was greatly put that in many places in the book. And, you know, obviously I respect you so very much and you're so successful in everything that you do. But along the way, there were things that you had to, you changed your mind about it's, and it's okay. It's okay to change your mind.
0: Oh yeah. And I love how you mentioned, you know, sometimes it's scary or I was speaking with a young lady yesterday. She had reached out to me earlier in the week. Uh, She just finished the book and she is the daughter of a close friend. And I didn't, I've never met her actually, excuse me, not daughter, granddaughter. Um, of my husband's close friend. So I've never met her. I didn't even know she had the book, but he, the grandfather, decided to purchase the book for his, his granddaughter. She's 18 and she's about to go off to college. And so she reached out to me and said, can I set up a time to talk to you about the book? And I was like, sure, of course. And her first comment was, I know you talk about your why, but I don't know how to find my why. Why? And we went through this exercise, a very short exercise, and she could not stop talking about her why. But what's interesting was that she was just judging her why. She had a why of why she wanted to go off. She wanted to be a fashion designer, but she was judging the why. So she didn't want to own it. She didn't want to say it. She didn't want to dig deep and claim it. And just hearing that come from this young person and say, wow, wow how many of us judge ourselves to the point where we won't even claim what we really want to do in life. Like that was so powerful. And I open up the book with, with figuring out your why, giving you exercises and how to do your why, because I do think that if you hold on to it, right? And you guys know this, all the stories that I share in the book, and there's so many more, but I could only fit so many in there, but it's those ups and downs that you're going to come face to face with that may throw you off the path of where you want to go with this dream of yours. and But if you hold on to that why, then that gets you over those humps. It gets you through the hurdles. It gets you up in the morning because it's bigger than you and it keeps you focused. And so just hearing this young lady bring that up as her first question or comment, I was so touched. I was like, oh my gosh. And listen, she couldn't stop talking about her why. And when I went through this exercise with her, And then that led into just so many other ideas and excitement for her. So love that you brought that up. And the fact that, yes, in terms of pivoting, oh my gosh, like how many times (laughs) either we have pivoted or want to pivot and then we feel that we need to. But then, like you said, Toby, sometimes it's fear or fear, failure or judgment. And we stay in that place and we stay feeling stuck. And if we understand that we are evolving, growing beings, like we are meant to change, we are meant to blossom. And with that, our interests change, our, our desires change, our dreams change, and all of those things are okay. Like that is part of the process. But again, a lot of us just stay stuck and become uninspired because we never did pivot into something new or different.
2: That's... One of the things about your book that I like was the section where that where it said, learn to recognize your messengers. Yeah. So amazing. Amazing. Because we don't listen. And like you said, we you know, that young lady knew, but she kind of she was selling herself short. She needed you. You were her messenger. You were there to kind of steer her not so much steer in the right direction, but to quiet her mind so she can accept what was being told to her.
0: Mm.
2: And this section of the book resonated with me because again, <laughs> all, you know, the books that we've read between the power of now, between the Celestine prophecies, between all of the, you know, alchemists, like I said, again, all of those books are, are saying there are things in this world that are here to help you get where you need to go. And when you're following what's truly yours, everything will fall into place. And for me, when it's saying, learn to recognize your messengers, keep alert and be ready to notice the little things around and the strangers to say hello to with the advice that your friend, the accountant gave you about telling people what you wanting to do. The, like, all it's just no for this. book, like I said, it, it's it was such a message. Because we don't do that, we are so bi- and you also brought that up in the book. We are so busy thinking, worrying about the future, worrying about this, worrying about that, that we don't sit down and just focus on on right now, and just listen to ourselves, listen to our. You know, you had that vision. You know what I'm saying? Like you were at peace with your, you were quieting your mind. Your mind was ready to hear that vision or to to process the vision. It was, you know, and we don't do that. So I love that this, that you talk to us about the messenger. I love that you talk to us about being able to meditate, being able to listen to, I don't know, the power that be or whatever it is in the world that is helping steer us in the right direction of where we need to go. Because a lot of us don't do that. A lot of us don't do that. So, like I said, like that was this section here, listening to the messenger was very powerful, powerful for me because as I'm going through my transformation, there has been so many signs, you know, which is messages that are steering me in the direction that I want to go. So, and this book is one of them. So (laughs) powerful stuff. Love it.
1: Love that. Yeah, I think that for me, I related to a completely different side of it, Barbara, which is great because a good book isn't just for one person, right? Everybody gets what they need out of it. And I think reading it with my daughters on the mom's side, and we have a business together. And I think I always say that my daughter, Charlie and Nova, like literally could be birthed by the same, like they're cut from the same egg of just doing a million things and have a million more that they have great ideas and can do too. So unlimited energy. But like from the perspective of being this bright student, getting into the best schools to be a doctor, Right. And the pressure, even for your mom and for me, like I have two kids that graduated with like three nines, you are the top in their academics and to then see them go into the art world as dance at owning a nonprofit dance company, the amount of incredible negative energy that you have to ignore because you have to really care about your why and the why does get muddied. Even when you know your why, even when you're sure of your why, it's still a little bit muddied sometimes. And then the world is out there going, what the heck are you doing? You could be something. You could really be something. But there's something that they define is not an entrepreneur. It's very predictable. And I know with, you know, with your story, with going to give up on something that is more normal of success, of a barometer of success that people are more comfortable with is hard. It's hard. And as a mom, I've gotten so much pressure on why do you support them with that? Why didn't you, their friends are getting their master's or moving on to their doctoral programs. Your kids are smarter by a million, but easy isn't always satisfying and it isn't always rewarding. And, and so I, I, so related to how hard that decision really had to have been for you initially, like so confusing. And, and a lot of people probably were really disappointed
0: yeah, no, I love how you brought up the point about the perspective of a mother. And I, yeah, I agree and resonate with how do you balance society's expectations? And that's part of this whole judgment thing that, you know, we talked right. about and the why and the dream and all these other things that may not line up. And, you know, with this young lady that I mentioned, she said, well, my why isn't good enough. Well, who's judging that, right? And then a lot of times that judgment starts with ourselves because really, are our friends really sitting up at night saying, hmm, you know what, Toby? She's not doing the right thing with those kids. Mm -mm, mm -mm." Most people are so focused on, and actually, but there's research that shows us that most people are so focused on themselves and what they should have done, could have done, could do, all these things, past and future, that they're not thinking about the other people in the room. And so the judgment starts with us. And the sooner we're able to recognize that and address it and own whatever it is that we want to do for that reason that we want to do it, you know, if it's not harming ourselves and harming others, I mean, it doesn't have to be, oh, I want to be the president. Oh, I want to do a speech at the UN. No, it could be, I want to have a garden and grow the most beautiful fruit in my garden. And that's why I'm going to school for gardening. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right, right. And, may, and that's all you may need right now in your life. And that is okay because I feel that it's going back to, I think we've talked about this before in another show where we talk about the well. And I, and I think I illustrate this in the book. It's so important that we fill our well because we're so often pulling from the well, our families pulling from the well, our friends, our partners, our staff, employees, whatever it is. And then that that well runs low and sometimes it runs dry and there's nothing left to give. But if we are content and fulfilled with what we're doing, we are the source of our own well. And so it can never run dry. So then that overflows and it puts us in a place of abundance. And one of the points this young lady brought up that I shared in the book was about fear. And she said, oh, I loved how you talked about fear in the book. And can you give me advice on how do I deal with fear? Because so often I choose not to do things because I'm afraid. And then I took her through another exercise and I said to her, what if we were taught that whatever we think about comes true? Just imagine from you're one years old, two years old, whatever you think about comes true. How would you choose your thoughts? What would you think about right now? And it took her a few seconds to kind of clear her mind. And then she's, oh, I want to have a business. Oh, I want to have a business that does this. And when the business does this, I want to do that. And did it. So when you think about it in that perspective, coming from a place of abundance as opposed to a place of lack, which is where the fear comes in, then the perspective and thoughts and feelings and emotions all change. And when you start feeling that, and which and she as she kept adding on to this, like she just kept adding, adding, adding. I kept asking questions and And her tone of voice, which she was just getting more and more excited. And I was like, oh, how does that feel? And she said, oh, that feels good. And I said, hold on to that feeling. And whenever you get into a place where you think you're choosing out of fear, reach back to that feeling and then just ask yourself, am I choosing this decision out of fear or love? Because the love is what that feels like. The fear doesn't feel so good. And it's a habit that a lot of us have that we typically go to the worst case scenario But again, I'm going to go back to the question. If I asked you, Toby, and I asked Barbara, what if everything you think about came true? Would you immediately and stay on the worst case scenario or would you quickly change it to the best case scenario? And so when you're coming down that road of fear and doubt and lack and the sense of failure or judgment, whoa, 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 whoa. I don't want any of that to come true. Let me think of the opposite of that and hold on to that feeling and those thoughts because we have control over our thoughts. Anyway, I'm on my soapbox. So, you know, I could be going on and on but about on. I, but- I think no, it's, no. It's, a, it's
1: a form of energy. energy. No, it's good. But I think it's also energy. Like when you think about when you have a positive attitude, you're going and you come up against those negative spaces, they can't touch you. It's like Teflon, you know, with the, especially like that new pot, you could throw anything in there and it just wipe, you know, goes right off because you are so full of energy and and it's, it's contagious. It's contagious. And certainly, you know, certain people, no matter what they're naysayers, they're going to tell you, you're going to have a festival. That's not going to work because people don't want to attend a festival. They want to attend a party, you know, (laughs) like they just, they like to go and see what you're doing. And then they give you this feedback, but it's not constructive. It's more like to tear you down. But if you're so energetic and exciting and, and there's like a force field of Teflon around you, it doesn't impact you because you know mm-hmm. what you know and you know it to be good and solid and you know that it's going to be fine. And when you're in your, like literally in your comfort zone of knowing like this is going to be amazing and I know then it's a better place. It's like what you said, You, if you knew that everything you thought would come true, you'd be thinking everything's possible. But realistically, we don't have that magic ball to, like this little crystal ball to do that. But what we do have is the power to believe wholeheartedly. And when you believe wholeheartedly, it's kind of like the same thing. You get to go around and with a positive attitude and, and it's contagious. You, you put it into the world. I always tell people that, and I can't remember which book it was ladies. And I know several of them said that, but if you want something and you tell everyone you meet that this is what you want, and this is what you're going to do, the world conspires for that success. I know mm-hmm. it. I've That's seen
0: chapter it. Two. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> chapter two. Your, your
0: accountant friend. Yeah. Yes, Yes, I think that was chapter two around the messengers. Recognize your messengers and tell everyone yeah. you meet what you want. Everyone. To do. Yeah, everyone. because think about it. That's, every, that's a new person you're adding into your, <laughs> your thought process that's like, yeah, you could do that. Okay, this is da-da-da-da-da. Like you're just adding. So if you were the coach, everyone you talk about or everyone you talk to and share that dream with, you're bringing them on your team. And going to that point about energy, Toby... Now you're just adding energy around this idea and thought and everyone's believing it, right? So now you have all these foot soldiers for you right, right. believing in this dream. But when I started implementing that one little thing, oh my gosh, like miracles start happening. And it's just, oh, what do you, and it's scary sometimes because again, it's about the whole judgment thing, the self-judgment, What are they going to think when I say this, blah, 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 yeah. And you're like, you know what? When you're like, screw it, this is what I want to do. And uh, I'm saying it loud and I'm proud and people get excited, like you were saying, Toby. And this is what I want to do. And then all of a sudden you start seeing all these things start bending towards that goal. And that, Barbara, what were you about to say? I know you were going to say. Well, well, what I was going to say was that you
2: you put it in your book, like several times you mentioned. And I think that's another thing where you talked about overcoming your fear, owning your talent believing in yourself you said that in 50 different ways (laughs) you said that so (laughs) many times and it was like when you believe in yourself find out what you're good at and how you're going to use that creativity that talent that specialness about you to find your why or or to answer your why you know and i love that because when you talked about um talking to your your in-laws and your parents about your change of careers. They were all for it. And I think because they saw how much you believed in yourself, that they were like, Yeah, you know what? She, I'm that energy was like, I'm gonna help you get there because you already are on the way. Mm-hmm. And I love that example that you gave because it was funny. I was, I remember reading about how you had told your mother you wanted to be a hairdresser. <laughs> and it sounded like you liked it, but you know, it was kind of like a, you know what I mean? I kinda wanna be a hairdresser. But it wasn't kind of like, I'm going to be a hair, and this is what I'm going to do. It was just like, what did your mom say? That's nice. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) And let me tell you, I read that and I was so tickled because I think your mother felt like that's not for her. (laughs) You know, even if when you're young, because even though you're right, you know, West Indian parents, you got to be a lawyer, you got to be a nurse, you got to be, you know what I mean? So that was probably what she had for you. Definitely. Probably. Definitely. But you probably wasn't convinced yourself that you wanted to be hair dresser. And she felt that. Yeah, she As did. Opposed, you know what I'm saying? She did. Right. Yeah. You know, she felt that vibe. But let me tell you, I was so tickled when she was like, that's nice. And you were like, okay, I ain't being a hairdresser no more. <laughs> <laughs> it just wasn't for you. It wasn't for you. But I, I was so tickled by that. Because we yeah. do that. Yeah. It takes one person to be like, you sure you want to start that club? Or you sure you want to start that business? for us to be like because that wasn't for us that business was Mm. not for us to do so it's going to be real easy for us to be like man you're right I don't want to do it because that wasn't for us Mm. but who was going to tell Nova that she couldn't be a fashion designer (laughs) that's right (laughs) who was going to say that to her nobody was going to say that to her because she was already on the path everything was already aligned for her and so they and everybody felt that energy they weren't going to stop you they were like, you know what? She's bulldozing her way through. We just need to clear the path. We're just gonna be there. We're gonna go
1: take care of your children. We're gonna move to New York. I just loved how everything worked out. I just loved it. And I think Nova, like when you share with somebody, whether it's a stranger, your parents, or whatever, and you tell them something in a way that your touch moved inspired internally, and then you share it externally with people, you really can change people's lives. We had some Really amazing thing happened to us, and it was, reminded me of that. I'm so excited about this grand opening festival that we're doing for Magnolia Art Center. Like, yes. I'm literally like, I'm so excited for it. So, I went into there's a brand new pastry shop that's amazing in my town, and I go in there with Ariel on my birthday to buy myself some dessert because my husband. That's didn't right, do girl, it. and that's what I would do. Listen. I said, I'm just, "I said, let's go, let's go." That's so we, right. <laughs> I'm not going to be mad at Robert. Now I get to pick what I want instead of what he wants. So right. anyways, we go in there and this has been like, this is amazing. So we go in there and I, um, talking to them and I'm joking because we have the accounting company and I'm like, Oh, I have an accounting company in town. And I'm like, now I can put this on my accounting credit card. See, that's how it works. So I'm, you know, I'm kind of mentioning that I'm, I'm local because they just opened up the bakery shop and I'm in town. And I have an accounting company. It was just very mellow. But then all of a sudden, I'm like, "Oh yeah, I'm the co- I'm the executive director of Magnolia Art Center, and we have this big event coming up." So all of a sudden, I look at everybody and I go, "Also, I am the Magnolia Art Center executive director, and we're having a grand opening." And they're like, "Oh, we could donate some pastries." Like I don't even know who these people are. I've never been in there. And the backstory to this is we are we just put in this professional gallery system to hang art in there. Like mm. I, I went full. Top of the line. And so you don't have to put nails in the wall. It's all adjustable and you can have roving artists. We just put it in last week. And so, and I knew we were doing it. So we have for our grand opening three artists confirmed and we needed one more. So now I'm in this store and I mentioned the grand opening. And this girl, so by the way, so the shop is owned by only family. It's like cousins, sisters, aunts, uncles, blah, blah, blah. It's a whole family run business. And I mentioned, I don't tell them about the art yet. And this girl goes, my father, is an artist. I'm like, Oh, wow, we need a fourth spot. It's his. Wow. Okay. No, wow. Wait. No, this is crazy. And she goes, Oh, he's dying of brain cancer. I'm oh, like, that's wow. what happened for us. First, she said that. And I said, well, then he needs to be in our show. And I need him to be in it right now. So while he's alive, he can be in the show. And she said, I don't know if he'll make it to September. And that's oh. why we bought that's why we bought the system earlier than our show so that he could see his art go up. But all of a sudden, Ariel lifts her eyes, my daughter, and looks up and people have tears in their eyes. Wow. But if I didn't believe in my show and I yeah. didn't believe in, I wouldn't have shared it with them. I wouldn't yeah. have made this connection. And now this gentleman, but so wait, the funniest part, this is the funny side of it. So not the tears and all this, which is my point is, in that story it's, you tell people when you're excited about something and things open up. But here's the craziest part of it. So I'm telling her, and then in the back of my mind, ladies, I'm thinking, what if he is really bad at art? (laughs) (laughs) I have just given the fourth position to a man. I don't know his art. So she pulls up his art and it's magical.
0: Wow. I absolutely love that story. And I'll tell you why. And I shared this with this young lady, with this young lady I spoke to just yesterday. And I said, your dream is allowing other people's dreams to come true. Like if we think about it, think about it. You it's have true. an art center that's allowing artists and writers and poets and dancers and theatrical performers to allow their dreams to flourish.
1: Which is the best reward. It's better than anything else.
0: You know, when we are Barbara, I know you're going through the transformation and you have all these interests and you write and you host podcasts and and all of these things, the information you're giving, your excitement, your enthusiasm, your passion in sharing knowledge and inspiring others is allowing them to move forward on their dreams. So when we think about it like that, you're like, oh, snap, I need to get it together because people are depending on me. <laughs> yeah, yes, it's amazing. Right? It's not it just does. about us. It's about everyone that we can touch right. with allowing our dreams to come true. May it be fashion or publishing books or, or podcasting a show or launching a health tech company, you know, whatever right. it is, these things, you're going to be employing people. You're going to be mentoring. You could have internships. You're going to create
1: or share knowledge. You're building knowledge. community. You're building community. Yeah. And it's really a special thing. And when you make those connections, you never forget those. Never. There are those moments that make it all worth it.
0: Well, I'm going to challenge you guys because I know we all have the books in front of us. And I want you guys to take a few seconds to flip through and tell us a chapter you landed on. And then if you can just read the poem, because each chapter opens up with a short poem, and then what that chapter is about. And then if you can just share what about that chapter you got out of it, just so we can enlighten our listeners a little more of the content of the book. Yes. And in the meantime, while you're doing that, one of the chapters that stands out to me, I'll start, is, of course, all the chapters I love. (laughs) But one of the ones I landed on, and I do believe in... Where we're, everything is perfect, and where we are right now is the perfect place we need to be. So, this was a chapter that opened up for me. It was chapter four, and it opens up with sometimes an unexpected turn of events leads you to an unhappy place and becomes the trigger for internal reflection. In time, tears transform to joy, and suddenly you find your inner star. And this is chapter four, and it goes into igniting your supernova and share six ways and how to do that. And these ways are one, own your talent, which Barbara shared. Two, keep track of your ideas. And it goes into detail in each of these points. Three, don't be reality's fool. Four, acknowledge your brilliance. Five, admit that you are creative. And six, understand creative entrepreneurship. And so just to backtrack a little bit, igniting your supernova and why the title of the book, I believe that we all have our superpowers within us. They're already there. We don't have to buy them. We don't have to look for them. They're already there. It's a matter of unleashing them, tapping into them. And there are ways to do that. And so this book goes into igniting. We started off with your why. Uh, Barbara mentioned some points in Toby about chapter three with your messengers and telling people everyone you meet, what you want to do, what that next goal is that you're trying to accomplish so they can conspire with you to accomplishing that. And then chapter four is igniting that inner brilliance, igniting that inner star. And sometimes it starts with conflict or challenge or something really sad where we are forced in a place of reflection. Because if we're so busy and moving from task to task and job to job and role to role and whatever it is, there's not much time to reflect there. So usually we're knocked off our feet it could be an illness. It could be, you know, something taken away from us. It could be a number of things. And in that moment of stillness is when we can start reflecting. And then within that reflection, the ideas come and then the clouds start clearing. And so this chapter stands out to me because I think a lot of times when we're knocked off our feet, it's the woe is me, woe is me. But if we take that time out, and say, okay, there's a reason why I'm being forced to take this time out. There's a reason why I'm hitting a wall every time I do X or Y. What is the reason behind it? And what do I need to learn from that? And what can I see past that? And so I want to share with our listeners that, you know, we all cumulatively have gone through, collectively have gone through a very challenging year and a half and had time to sit and reflect. Some of us have reflected, some not. So I'm going to challenge you to take this moment and reflect on some of the things that you want to do and just never had that, the courage or the support or the knowledge to do and take that first step to get you closer to that goal. So that's my little spiel and I'm going to pass the mic.
1: I have to say, it struck me what you said in a few seconds ago where you said, I think the problem is everyone has their thing that's special. And you can be motivated by others. But what's important is to find what's there for you. Mignolo, which is the name of our dance company, means pinky in Italian. And I won't go into the whole story. You can message me and I'll tell you one day. But the remember the pinky, it was a rallying cry. And the, each one of us had a special talent. That's when we say remember the pinky. Remember your pinky. Remember what makes you special. And when you go out there and you dream, dream big, but dream your big dream. You don't need to duplicate somebody else. You have your own power and special part of you. And you have to just believe in that. And that's, it's great because then that's what makes us this great melting pot of contributions. And you said that you're like, it's, you have to look for what's special in you, what makes you unique. So, yeah, thank you for that. Because we forget sometimes we don't need to find what we see in someone else. You can respect somebody else, but you don't have to be them, be you. Mm,
0: That's right. That's right my spiel too <laughs> <laughs> I love your spiel <laughs> thank
1: you
2: uh, well for me chapter 15 but well, I'll just say that there was a lot of I, if you look at my at my book right now my iBook right now it's bookmarked and highlighted in yellows and pinks and purples and greens mm-hmm. but for me what when you're already in it for me chapter 15 uh, love the beauty of the caterpillar as if it already looks like a butterfly when in doubt choose blue and i love the blue ocean quiz when it comes to you know what you're doing and, and what you plan on doing is there a space in the ocean where you can live all by yourself or next to no more than one or two existing fish what does the competitive landscape look like and you ask these wonderful questions number 2 is there enough food to survive are there enough people that have this problem or that will buy your proposed solution to support a business? Number three, will you be alone for a while or is it a fast approaching pool of fish close behind? And if you don't mind, I love this quote by Alan Alda that you put in the book, which is be brave enough to live creatively. The creative is the place where no one else has ever been. You have to leave the city of your comfort and go into the wilderness of your intuition. You cannot get there by bus, only by hard work, risking, and by not quite knowing what you are doing. Yeah. What you will discover will be wonderful yourself. And when I tell you that quote was amazing, especially when you talk about this is your why, the blue ocean quiz is what are, is what you're going to do? How will it affect others? How can you be successful in this? you know, what is your definition of success? Like I just, this, this entire chapter and you, you go into finding your target audience and you, you talk about all the different things you can do on your entrepreneurial journey. And I mean, Nova, this was my favorite chapter. And I'm telling this, which what? says a lot because <laughs> I just loved all your chapters. But yeah, this is like Toby, like you were saying, if you're already in it, what can I do to make it even better? And like, to me, chapter 15 is a guide to fine tune. This is reading. This chapter is like my little cousin who's already selling his T-shirts and selling his his uh, sweatsuits and his little jumpers. This chapter was after reading this chapter, I said, I need to give him this book. It's good. This is what he needs because it's only going to help him further his business, further his career, further his why. You know what I mean? Strengthen his why. So yeah, chapter 15 was it for me. That's
1: awesome. Is is it my turn? It's your turn. There's so (laughs) many, but I do love chapter 12. While I wasn't an athlete growing up, I have been the mom of two fantastic athletes and, and I consummate coach for anybody that I meet. I really like to push people to absolutely go for it and be the best they can be. And chapter 12 says, never tell an athlete it can't be done. Become your coach, train your inner athlete. And uh, it says, awaken your inner athlete. Athletes need to train consistently and at the highest level to maintain their optimal performance. They also need the right mindset to endure the training, length of time, injury setbacks or naysayers along the way. And, And, you know, it goes on, but it's so true. Like, it's like a sport being an entrepreneur. You have to approach it in a way that you have to put the time in as long as you have the glory at the end of believing that this thing that you want to do is what you want to do. And you're sure of that, then yeah, you're going to pay the price, but it's worth it. It's worth it. All athletes at the end of the day are happy when they're victorious. And as an entrepreneur, it's not always about making money, but it's about setting goals and hitting milestones and then reassessing and setting more goals. And this, this chapter, and then it goes on for the quote, uh, Ray Bradbury don't think thinking is the enemy of creativity. It's self-conscious and anything self-conscious is lousy. You can't try to do things. You simply must do things. And I think that there's like going back to one of our books, there's richest man in Babylon, which was one of my picks that I think is very interesting because it talks about luck and it's very powerful. I've read that book at least four times in my life. And each time I read it, I get something different and I hold on to it luck isn't luck at all luck is people that have opportunities and they act and that's the same thing with this it's you can't try to do things you can't wait until you're 100% ready to launch my husband always said there was somebody he really respected it, that he worked with for many many years and he was retired military and he said 90 10 i'm not saying go out at 70 you know ladies <laughs> i'm saying don't wait to 100 because i know so many people that are so talented like really talented and they won't, they won't go for it because they're not, you know, an athlete doesn't know if they're going to win. They just know that they work really, really hard. And as long as you put the time in and you believe in what you're doing, then you're at peace at the outcome, right? Because you gave it your all. I just love this whole way of conquering your failures and challenge yourself, take risks. Every time I pick up the phone to call someone about either being a donor to our organization or have an artistic booth at our event. I'm scared. I don't know what I'm going to exactly get, but I know it's going to be a great day. And so you have to take risks. You have to challenge yourself. And, and if you come from a place of honesty and love and truthfulness, like it says in this chapter, it's going to all work out in the end. Right. And so I, I love this chapter a lot about the approach of being an entrepreneur related to how you, an athlete would approach their career. It's a good one. Yeah, that was my favorite. And the Mary Lou,
2: the Mary Lou Retton story was really good too. I liked it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And you know what too, she, I'm talking like you're not here, Nova. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Perfectly fine. (laughs) (laughs) You also told the story about the creator of Legos. So last night, you know, I had to work and I was speaking to one of my officers and we were just talking about finance. She's a young girl. She's 18 years old. Just really just knows what she wants out of life. And uh, she was talking about her dad because I was telling her, you could do this, you could do that. And she was like, she was talking about her dad and she said, my dad is great with money. The problem is he likes to invest in all of these different businesses that he thinks are going to take off. And he's doing he does really well. But then he gives up because he doesn't think that he's where he needs to be. So my response was, I got a book for you. (laughs) Give it to your dad. Wow. Okay. Give it to your dad because you talk about not giving up. You talk okay. about the myth of being an entrepreneur. And it's true. You know, people think that they're just going to start in January and be rich in February. <laughs> That's Right. Yeah. And they think that, you know what? What did Gary Vee say? You're going to have to put in some 18 hour days. And they're like, I put in two hours. How come I <laughs> haven't made any money? <laughs> And I, I've seen it before and I've heard it before where people are like, no, it, you know, it was a bus because this and this and this. And the reality is, you know, they didn't have the patience to go the long way. Patience. Haul. That's a good one, Barbara. Patience. You know, they didn't have the patience and they started to doubt themselves. Just like you stated in the book, they started to question their creativity. They stopped believing in themselves and it all, and then they gave up. And I said to her, Your dad could have taken that one, just one of his businesses, one of his businesses, and given himself six months to a year, and he probably would have seen something, especially now where we're in the social media stage where it's not like, you know, how they used to say, when you start a business, it takes five years to get in the green. It's a little bit easier. Well, I don't say easier. Let me take that back. Ooh, let me take that back because that's not what your book said. It's depending on how you commit five years may not have to be five years. And so I, and I, when I said that to her and she was like, yeah, but you're right because he gives up after a month, he gives up after two months. So I'm going to get her the book, but I'm going to get her the hardcover because he, she says that he's not really good at, you know, at, at electronics. You know, that's what it is. That's another thing about your book that I love where you tell people this is not overnight success, This is something where you have to be realistic. You mentioned that a bunch of times. You have to be realistic. You have to set goals. You have to write out a plan. You have to commit to that plan. You can't just say, I'm a creative. I'm just going to throw myself out there and I'm just going to be wonderful and it's going to be great. No, you know, I love that when you were like, I'm going to go into fashion, but I'm going to learn how to be an entrepreneur. I'm going to take these courses that's going to supplement what I want to do and it's going to help. And even when you did that, Nova, you still made mistakes. Yes, so many. (laughs) Even when you did that, you still make mistakes. And I love that you put that in the book because it'll show people that, yeah, mistakes are going to happen, but don't give up. That's right. Don't give up. This is your dream. Continue to do it. Continue to work through it. Reset and start over or change your course, but keep the goal the same place. You know, I love that. Again, your book is... I can't
1: keep talking about this book. I can't keep
0: talking about it. I can't. keep. Yes, I can. I can. I can. Yes, girl. Yes, you can. That was so well said. That was so well said.
1: One thing that I would, it's probably in your book. I'm sure it is. But one thing that I think is really important as an entrepreneur is to surround yourself with people that give you energy. It's fine. You will meet people that have, are naysayers, but you have to surround yourself with people that believe, that people that give you energy. Because we're human. If you're surrounding yourself all the time with people that, and you know, if you notice, they're not necessarily just negative with you. Watch what they do with the world. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. There are people that are out there and it's because they're afraid they have Mm -hmm. fear in what they do. So choose to surround yourself with believers and that will take you far. That's my tip.
0: This is a perfect, perfect time to transition. Like everything that you said, Barbara, everything that you said, Toby, And I am really trying my hardest not to (laughs) get back on another soapbox. But I think that also piggybacks on chapter 12 in terms of your inner athlete and creating your team. And you as the coach, if you're selecting your team and you're trying to win the Super Bowl or the national championship or the state meet, like who are you putting on your team? Who are you surrounding yourself with? You know, what is the knowledge that you're going to learn in terms of building your strategy to get to that point? in the game, in the competition. And so by surrounding yourself with the right people, it's only enhancing your ability to succeed. And everything you shared, Barbara, was so on point. And I'm so honored. I'm so honored to have such amazing women not only read my book, but be inspired and then also share their words with our listeners. And you had said, just believe. Well, I'm gonna read the last part of the book before the bonus tips, which is a poem I wrote called, I Believe. I believe you can never stop learning or growing as long as you are breathing. I believe that everything in life prepares us for the moment we are living at that time. We have everything we need to survive any experience thrust upon us, no matter when it comes. It is up to us how we want to perceive that experience and how it will affect us, good or bad. And that's, I believe. That's so good. Love it.
1: That's what I mean. Oh, it's not God. complicated. It's just the way you wrote so easily. Like I'm not struggling to find the words or I'm just getting it, getting it very simplistic, but very, it's like anybody can take something out of this. It's not just, and I don't think you have to be an entrepreneur to read it. I think that you can approach regular jobs that you go to because people can have a job that's not necessarily you're not considered an entrepreneur, but the way you approach your career inside that place could be an entrepreneur. What makes you stand out? What makes you different? What makes you succeed in a company, and organization is those very similar tenants. So I think there's baby entrepreneurs, right? Absolutely. Yeah, they stand out too. And I think that this isn't just for entrepreneurs. There's just so many great values in there for everyone. And I, I really, I'm going to give one hilarious little antidote though. So I'm on the phone with my mom right before we get on. And I specifically didn't tell you guys this until now. And she's like, what is your podcast about? And I'm like, well, by the way, my mom just turned 81. And she's a firecracker. And I'm like, it's about unleash your supernova and how to be an entrepreneur. She goes, great, I'll read it. I really want to launch this company idea I have. And I love it. No, wait, it gets better. I'm like, which one is it? Which one is it, mommy? And I'm not going to tell you the rated X one. She goes, oh, laugh dances for seniors. (laughs)
2: She's going to make a killer.
1: Yes. I'm like, I am done. How am I remotely normal, mom? She goes, wouldn't I make a ton of money?
2: Go to the villages. She's already got a million dollars.
1: I'm telling you, she's a hot, sexy woman. <laughs> oh my goodness. You said yeah. 81? You said 81? 81. 81. Okay. Well,
0: listen, I'm going to have to read this and tell your mom, this is for her. It's in the book. It closes out the book. It's called Limitless. <laughs> and this is your mom. Okay. Why, you ask? Why not, I answer. You are the ruler of worlds, a thunderous force of nature. Never underestimate your power. It lies dormant inside of you like a sleepy caterpillar, just waiting for the right moment to break free as a newly born butterfly, seeking to taste the beauty of the open air and sky, feeling no boundaries, just the limitless capacity of the wind. Rise, my star. Your rays thaw glaciers. Your beauty blinds the sun. It is your untapped passion that can erupt volcanoes and move oceans. It is your duty to fill all the buckets of your desire. Why I ask? Why not, you answer?
1: Oh ma'am. And that's limitless. I'm going to have to call her and read that to her, but she Yes, is, why not? She makes me seem very simple and <laughs> unmotivated.
0: You tell your mama she's limitless, okay? There you go.
1: Limitless. She's constantly calling me with different ideas. She's like, we should have a company where you bring dogs to visit people that don't want to own a dog, but they miss having a dog. Like, you know, maybe they had owned dogs in the past. And hey, like, okay.
0: I would use that company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is, this is I would mom. use that. Listen, you tell your mama to do all of it. Okay, <laughs> I will. I'm sorry. That is awesome. It was such a pleasure. Oh my gosh, this was great. Thank you so much, Toby and Barbara for, like I said, for sharing your thoughts about the book, for reading it. I'm humbled. It's just inspiring to see that the words that I'm sharing are touching people and young women and young men. And so let's keep this going. Let's keep the momentum going. I also want to thank our listeners for joining us for another episode of Tuesday's Book Club. We're exclusively on the Pink Kangaroo Network, and that's kangaroo with a U. Don't forget to download and subscribe. Until next time, this is Nova Lorraine.
1: Toby and Barbara. Bye.
2: Bye. Bye. Bye.